The following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. From days long ago, from uncharted regions of the universe, comes a legend. The dream that came through a million years, that lived on through all the tears. It came here, the Fandom Nexus. Fabulous secret powers were revealed to our host as he plugged in his microphone. I have a podcast! Here he is, your Spider-Pan, Jeremy. I, should I be British or Arabian today? <laughs> Whatever one you feel like. Whichever one, because I always want to say hello! Hello! I'm either Mrs. Doubtfire or I'm that guy from Aladdin. I don't know. Uh, hello! <laughs> hello there! Yeah, yeah! So this is Jeremy, your spider pen. Yes, 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 sir. Oh, and guess who that other voice you've already heard? Here's Lost Boy Philip. Hello! <laughs> we are both here. We are super excited to be here. Now, we were actually supposed to be recording this as a, as a live event uh, at, a, at, a, at a conference thing that got postponed. Yes. Uh, I, won't, I won't get into the details. It's kind of sad what happened. Um, so, but uh, we'll, we'll probably be able to do and record a show live at some point. But I do want to remind you all. Okay, so well, I am live. I don't know about you. Right, <laughs> the twenty seventh. If you happen to be in Missouri, or maybe you're already making plans. So yeah, that would that be the twenty? Because it's going to be this Saturday, that's September twenty seventh. Meet us ten a.m. in front of the Walt Disney Hometown Museum in Marceline, Missouri. We will be recording the four hundredth episode. From starting from the Neverland podcast to now becoming the Phantom Nexus, we will record it live. But going around, go go into the museum. We'll go see the Dreaming Tree. We'll go to the school, the pool. We will hang out in Marceline with anyone who shows up there. You'll know us by the fact that we're both. And I even bought Philip for his birthday a T-shirt, so he will both be wearing Phantom Nexus T-shirts. So you will know it's us if you don't know what we look like. Oh, Marceline, <laughs> we're coming to you. Oh, Marceline, or so, yes, you. That is, this Saturday, provided, of course, I get this thing out this week, and I hopefully we'll have it out here. So hopefully it's Tuesday and you're hearing this right now. Uh, but that is the plan for for the 400th episode. We're going to have a lot of fun with you. We're going to go to Marceline. Uh, of course, I, this, you know, if you're looking at the number of this episode, you're saying, wait a minute, we're not quite up to 400. That's yes, I know. But, you know, the 400, it's coming. So, but other than that, and my music ran out for my introing the stuff, today... We're going to talk about a bit of a rarity, and only us 80s kids are going to remember this shirt to tails I like it. From Hallmark Greeting Cards that became, uh, they were toys, the, uh, a toy, well, they... I'd like to interject at this point. Uh, things changed a little bit with our plans. We won't be talking about shirt tails this episode, but we will in the next episode. Uh, later on in the show, you'll notice that Philip is gone. Uh, we weren't able to finish recording. Uh, we had to stop uh, in the middle of the recording for, for something. And we came back and I did something wrong with my recorder. And I did not get it recorded when we recorded the second half. And I couldn't stay any later uh, than I did recording over at his house. And my blood sugar was getting low. Uh, so we had to stop. And so I'm picking up the recording on my own after the fact. So <laughs> things are a little different. They, there was a, I was I was looking at this when we'll get into this. There was different kind of plush things and like sewing things that you could make. I remember that. And then eventually became cartoons and little toys that came in Hardies. And then they were selling toys of the characters from the cartoon of the specifics for shirt tails. And we're gonna get into that. This so this is our shirt tails episode. If I'm not mistaken, didn't the shirt tails weren't those the first toys before Hardies? Almost every year at Christmas started coming out with. The, then they had the Disney. Uh, uh, yeah, because they did a, the Christmas Carol, Christmas, and the then, Mickey's Christmas and Carol they, ones at And then the classics, they did the classic Disney's. They had the little Pinocchio, and which was my favorite of those. And then they had the uh, 101 Dalmatians, and they were all in one oh, year. Yeah, I kind of vaguely yeah. remember that. I think yeah, they also yeah, had yeah. Dopey, I think was one of them. And, probably did. They and, probably did all the dwarfs. Yeah, oh, and, well, no, say. they only did one. It was like, really? they had, on the classics was a year, I want to say it was 85. Huh. Uh, but they, they had them all in one thing. There was... Um, there was Dopey. There was a Dalmatian, which I think was Lucky. There was a probably there was D- a Dumbo. There was a, a, a I only vaguely Bambi. remember this. Yeah, there was Bambi. Yeah, and a couple others. I, I really wanted a Bambi. Oh yeah, yeah I didn't I get Bambi. any of those. Bambi was so cute. Mm-hmm. Always, I love him. <laughs> My goodness, yeah, Hardy's had some good stuff back they in sure the day. Sure did. All righty, but getting into some of our normal stuff. So, what have you been watching? This is a little bit of a, a, a Disney Plus review. Uh, the big deal this week was the premiere of She-Hulk, She-Hulk. Attorney at Law. Yeah, and yeah, I liked it. 
It was because it, it was better than the preview. Uh, the, pre- uh, the the as far as the um, she looked a little less uh, weird. Well, I suppose. But um, as far as she looked a little more, um, I don't want to say realistic, but it didn't quite glow as much. Uh, which is to say, it looked like it blended in a little bit. They did maybe fix the lighting, but I yeah. liked how she did. Just like in the comic books, you remember I used to read the comic books a lot. Yeah, I, I like- and I got a good day in slot run. I, and I, I, you know, I've railed on Dan Slot no end when he was working Spider Man, but he did a good run on She Hulk. Yeah, and I love back in and the I have most of that really early nineties and and some in the early eighties because she started in nineteen eighty. Yeah, and um, but it was definitely in the nineties is when they really found her niche, the character. I mean. And um, they had a thing where she used to look at the... Uh, She'd break the fourth, break fourth wall. wall. And they're doing that in the show, which yeah, I like. which I appreciate it. You know I mean? and, all right, there, let, me, let me list one thing that I, that I did like about the show. The, her relationship with Bruce, very, it felt very family, very yeah. cousins. I, I really liked the yeah. relationship. Not quite sister, but almost. Yeah. Because they didn't it, have it, a sister. They had that close cousin thing. Yeah. And I, I really thought that played out very well. Yeah. What was killing it for me... And as as and even some of the reviewers I've looked at called this is one of your cringe moments, is holy crap feminist agenda. Yeah, they had some of that. Yeah. Ho- some it was. Con- I mean, when you see in her office, some people have been pointing out the photo in her office where there's the Ruth Gator Bader, yeah, I saw that. Ginsburg doll, and woman power all over all over the stuff. And we had to have the trope that we're so tired of. And my wife even rolled her eyes at this. My wife and she didn't want to watch the whole thing because she saw it in the trailers. Like no, uh, but we had the. I'm always afraid, and I'm always angry. Can we? Are, are we tired of hearing that? Oh, definitely. definitely and also definitely. the oh, am I better than you? The constant we have to kick the man down to make the yeah, woman look better. It was constant in there, and of course, every man was a jerk to her. Like, oh, well, we better coming from me because, oh boy, because you're a man. I we had that. that. Yeah. We have the. Uh, she's she says she's infinitely better. Quote. Uh, at controlling her emotions than Bruce, but yet we see her when she's first, you know, turned to Hulk. She gets mad at being, you know, well, and they were being kind of schmucks. But of course, because we're being feminists, we have to have the worst men that have to go and follow her outside of a bar, and you know, to go. And so she hulks out on and who did who knows what. But like, are we not tired of that? Did we not learn from Captain Marvel to you know, like we don't need to put men down to I, to elevate women? No, I could be wrong. But one thing I think that they did in that was. Now, like I said, I could be wrong. It seems to me like they're they're showing uh, that she's over exaggerating, um, at least in the beginning, uh, because and she yet people are treating it like, oh, I saw this one thing where they took her her preaching moment and said, oh, she's just so right, and I'm like, really, yeah, really. Well, pardon me for what I'm about to say, because if you're younger, I apologize. A lot of young uh, dopey kids. Uh, who don't know any better yet? Uh, I mean, I guess getting preached that while I go about something silly, they didn't even matter. But <laughs> but they they don't understand yet because they're not there. Um, not because I'm smarter than anyone, but I, I wouldn't show this to a kid. There was so much language in this. Yeah, I, know, I wouldn't show it to a kid. There's a lot. Of, I'm talking about young. I don't yeah. mean kid, kid. Yeah. I mean younger people that they, and it's not their fault. This is what they hear all the time: that uh, women right, women right, women yeah. right. And no, I wouldn't have put all that on there. But yeah. I just mean I like that. Uh, I like that you get finally get a good run of the character herself as far as her at uh, times. But hopefully, what I'm hoping for is that she'll learn uh, yeah. that she's not all that, and she has to learn as she goes. I That's bet what she I, won't. I like I that she won't. Bruce Banner is trying to teach her. Yeah, you got a lot to learn. Yeah, and and not I want because, her to learn that he was right about stuff. Yeah, I don't, not because I don't he's see a, the. Yeah, it has gender. nothing to do with the fact that he's a male. It has nothing to do with the fact he's, that he's uh, got different th- parts yeah. of him it's because he's been there he's, he's done it on there. his yeah. own yeah and, and the, she started getting angry and he knew she would not because she's a woman that's the thing that yeah. uh, what you're born oh asked, but if she gets emotional she's gonna literally be murdered yeah Bull crap yeah that has nothing to do that with was it. the cringiest preach i've ever seen and that bothered the heck out of me i was my eyes were rolling i, I there was so much i wanted to like it because i love the character but they kept doing that well crap. and i got news for you it no, Ugh. it doesn't matter if you're fat. It doesn't matter if you're tall. It doesn't matter if you're whatever. You're going to be flirted with. Yeah, someone's going to flirt with you. And, I get flirted with in drive-thrus. Yeah, I get flirted with, but guess <laughs> I mean, what? I'm kind. I go yeah. on. It's just, and, and look, I'm not attractive. But you, you're kind. You go on. You just say thank you and, and, and move you, on. Yeah, you move and on. And just don't do anything. It, yeah. it, and it doesn't mean, okay, I and will say. I think there's some bigger cities. I'm going to say on the coast, well, that'll learn your lesson there between California and New York. Apparently, that's where you have a lot of those severe problems. Out here in the rest of the country, we don't treat women that way. No. 
No. So maybe you need to move. <laughs> I, mean, I will say I can imagine that uh, it, it would be terrifying if you're in a city like New York. Yeah, and they're following you. Cause I, and I've seen I'd some video terrified. where that would happen, but I'm like, that's a bad city because the rest of the country ain't doing that. That's not yeah. a problem for most men. Yeah, that'd There's be a very few, but they treat it like every man acts that way. Yeah. And I, I even like some people have pointed out where she went through this whole thing like, oh, yeah, you're talking to me about a controlling emotions. She's talking to a man who had to, the woman he loved died and not a thing he could do about it. Yeah. And yet she, because she got catcalled, that's so much worse. Yeah. So, oh yeah, I, I'm sorry. The show kind of ticked me off. Well, the I, other thing. I wanted like to, to have a good right She-Hulk show because I love the character, but I knew it was really going to be an agenda. And even She-Hulk like, even from the trailers, my wife was like, was I'm sick and tired of this, that Bruce, she's being told that she needs to be empowered and somehow another she doesn't have power. She's he tired. She feels like she's being insulted by the feminist agenda. And she is. Women are in a way. We've yeah. seen him but punch down. We'll see Jitari. where it goes. It's one thing yeah. I do like because they lift it out there. Right? Where now, if it just gets but worse, he couldn't stop the Jeep I'll feel irritated really because a hand on I love it. She hold on to yeah. Now I like the show so far. I don't love it. But I like it so far. He could prevent. But I do think it could get better. If you really I, I don't know if I'm going to go watch a second episode because if, they, if, the, if I get preached at one more time, the the no, I'm, 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 they, yeah, I'm probably just not going to watch. Him, and it makes me mad because I wanted a She-Hulk show. When I first heard they were going to do it, I was like, "Cool She-Hulk!" Because there's potential. There's such humor and so much stuff like in the dance lot run where they had at the law firm where all these different superpowered characters were a part of it. That was such a nice ensemble of characters. It was so much fun. I thought that's what this show could be. She's female, whatever. But no, we got to have an agenda. Good and men are horrible. Character. We're all just pigs. Uh, and let oh, I already knew that. <laughs> and and, oh, here's the thing. Here's the example I want. I, I brought up because I, I was speaking of things characters. I was watching this week. So, yeah, so I was trying to put myself really to sleep in the middle of the night because I wake up sometimes at like two o'clock in the morning. Really I'm like, okay, I need to go back to sleep. So I thought I know what'll put me to sleep. Superman four: The Quest for Peace. Now this is a trash fire. Oh, it's horrible. It's a dumpster fire. But you know why? This was when Christopher Reeve, and despite his noble intentions, like, oh, yeah, we'd rather have peace. We'd you know, nuclear the weapons. This is a bad thing. Despite that being, yeah, we can agree with you, Christopher Reeve. Yeah. You don't make that your entire premise of the movie, because why? You didn't think about story. You didn't write a thing. You just wanted to have your agenda. And not just that. And the story sucks. And the not, characters are awful. And the poor, poor guy, Ugh. the poor guy, not just that, the company that took it over. Remember? Oh, yeah, well, because Warner Brothers didn't want to make it there. Uh-uh, that's garbage. The people that took Cannon it over. Cannon Film Group, Cannon, I think. Oh, yeah. it was terrible. The special effects uh, were the lousy. Effects were ba- because they knew this, like, this is a terrible script. It was And awful. because they were more worried about an agenda than they were with just telling a good story. Yeah, it was awful. And that's what happens. For g- the love of God, people, stop! Stop! Just tell good stories. You have so much material and such great characters, you know, to work with. Just tell us a good story. But what have you been playing this week? I'm going to turn that corner because I hate to rant on the show. Well, I've been watching other things too, fun old stupid stuff. <laughs> I've, I've been watching uh, My Two Dads, which which it's been fun, but it's funny. I doubt they do it quite like that now. It's probably a different kind of Two Dads. Yeah, now. if they remade that show, it's going to be an oh, entirely different fun. thing. But you, it, it well, fun. no, they could make it work because they were both potentially the father of the child. But yeah. of course, now you could DNA test and you'd know. Yeah, but the reason well, they could have then, they could have <laughs> then. Could've. But the reason why they didn't was the mom said it was important. This is the 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 theory of the show. Yeah. The the mom said that she loved both men and they were both very important and they and they both needed her, the daughter. Yeah. And it was really nice. But it they'd was, make them bisexual oh, at they, least if they did it now because like, oh yeah, you 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 both slept with this woman, but now you're the, both gay and that's why there's two dads. That the the best part of the show agenda. was was Paul uh, Paul Reiser. Reiser was so great in that. And the yeah. other guy's fun, too. Yeah. And then I love the, the judge. The other guy, BJ and the Bear, that he was known yeah. for. And then ju- the judge on there, she was so great. Oh, yes. They, they used that character uh, as the same character she showed up on Night Court a couple times. Yeah. And she was great. Yeah. And then I've also been watching fun old Buck Rogers. Meany, 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 meany. Yeah, beady, beady, beady. Hey, Buck. Hey, Buck. <laughs> I, I just don't yeah. think the When I got over here, he went on a heck of a rant of how he can't stand, he loves Mel Blanc, but he can't stand his work on Buck Rogers. <laughs> yeah, because the voice just doesn't fit the character very well. But I love it. I love the show. It's, it's it, corny. It's terribleness. <laughs> it's corny. We were talking about how th- those old shows of the 1970s and, and early 80s and all, 
all the people of the space or future or whatever were all in these these jumpsuits. Oh, they were all in these tight, <laughs> yes. skin tight jumpsuits and tight tight. And you could basically throw them all in the same show because they all look alike. <laughs> uh, you know, the original Battlestar Galactica. Yes, sir. And, and yes, Star Trek's motion picture, the first one. Oof. And then you you put in um oh what Mark. The bla- black hole uh, Mo- and black Mark. hole. Yeah, yeah. They all look the same. They all have that thing. They yeah, all oh, look yes. the same. They all do. Woo. Even Luke Skywalker others. had tight pants on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, not, but that one kind of stood on its own because it yeah. didn't quite look that way. Yeah, they made thing, everything look more lived in. Yes, uh, that's what yes. makes. Star Wars kind of really stand out, <laughs> but uh, I, I got to tell you, Madden twenty three came out, yes. and, you, and I'm looking yes. at it right now. He's got like the expensive edition that has like a recreation of the old original John Madden yes. popping out of the paper with his football. Looks boy, it looks awful young. With that was like the nineties. Yeah, we well, got used to him aging. Man, we I, I tell you that is the the game. It started it you know early nineties, yeah. late eighties, and I loved loved John Madden. He wouldn't do it originally because they could not make the game. The way he wanted it, yeah, and he, they they couldn't well, do it with the. Did you play the some of those NES football? I mean, we, yeah. Tecmo Bowl was fun, yeah, uh, but he and said there was ten yard fight, and then I actually had an like an, an officially licensed NFL game that was a simulation, but it was super slow, and all your plays were on like a poster, and you yes. said you'd have to keep he, you know punch them in. He and, said until you could do it the way it ought to be, the eleven men and all that stuff. He said no, they, I'm not gonna have my name on it, and so. Yeah. It, but the great thing about this game, I haven't even played the actual game yet. I've played um. I played this thing they have on here. It's like a a, a, a uh, salute to him, yeah. And it's it's a wonderful thing they have where you play Madden, the young Madden they called him, uh, the way he is on that that uh, the first team he had versus older Madden, which he's really not old. It's just a couple years later where he's he's uh, on the AFC team and he's coaching uh, the Raiders, hmm. and he's uh. But what they've done is they they've got him actually coaching the best of the AFC his favorites yeah. with his favorite in, uh, NFC and he's got Trent Green because he's always talking about Trent Green yeah and the great Trent thing is a good guy oh anyway. the great thing about it is throughout this this match like I said this match you know the but game. through this game but I'm used to playing wrestling so you <laughs> you got him sitting there with recordings you got these men giving a salute to him as a tribute Aww. game and uh, it's awesome because the whole game they're playing recordings of John Madden talking like Trent Green is like the, the like the greatest and if I could have him on my team I would have him do this and this and and then they you got him talking about the times that he would would love to have this guy play and that guy play and it's awesome, and I just I just think it's so great to hear him talk. Yeah, and I, I teared up a few times. Yeah, I'd forgotten it was that recent that he passed away. I was, I was, it seemed like it had yeah, been years year. ago to me, but yeah. it's just last year. Yeah, I, I've had a lot happen to me though since the last year since he passed. So I mean, I've been busy with a new job and. Life has moved pretty fast. Well, if I didn't take the time to slow look around once in a while, I could miss it. That's right. So he was a uh, Jeremy's day off. No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I use one. Anyway, this is a yeah. great game. I'm gonna get to get a vacation, but Heather's gonna drag me off camping. So <laughs> Madden 23. It's a great game uh, so far. I got so play far. Uh, it's been getting fairly good reviews. They say it's a lot better than uh, the previous years. Uh, they gave it a seven out of ten at IGN. Yes. And speaking of Heather, I forgot a story I wanted to tell you. <laughs> but yeah, so far, so I haven't got a chance to play it yet, but you've been enjoying it, but mainly oh, for yes. the nostalgia the, alone. Yes, the tribute to him is, a, because in between on the halftime, they give you a little, um, like a little show. It's it's almost like it gives a, a biography type Aww. show and it, it shows his history. And it's like, and like you'll be playing that, that game and it's like, uh, well, there's stuff that we haven't even talked about yet. We haven't talked about the fact that he brought out the big game. And they give you the history of that, and it shows about oh, how about those years that, that he was sitting there talking about the turducken and, oh. and talks about all this stuff. And I mean, or, it's so it, much fun. I've played it three times. Just that game alone. They got to have on the replay though, or him have him like he's marking up the oh, field and on the replay. But, they needed to have but, done that. On the screen when you're picking out stuff, you see that kind of markings and stuff. Oh, and, great. and I'm like, oh, oh. man. I'm just I love John Madden. He was yeah. so much fun. He was yeah. so lovable. And he was just a character. He was I, a personality. He oh, was just he bigger was. than life. I, I, I collect action figures. I want them so badly to make some John Maddens. Like they could make I bet years. They have. You can make years Somewhere. of them. You can make years of the guy. Yeah, I mean you he, could. Was, he was that great. You could even do the Ace is a place. Yeah. You know? That's right. Ace is the hardware place. <laughs> yeah. The friendly place. Uh, he was, oh, he the did helpful, so much. The helpful and place, I guess he, it was. Remember, he yeah. did the beer commercial. Was it Budweiser or was it Quartz? I don't remember which. I don't know. We don't, we don't no, talk I don't about drink. beer on this. I don't, but I remember that he did that and he did some uh, some kind of a restaurant. I remember he did so many. 
He did. I want to say it was Chili's or Applebee's, but I don't know if I'm right. I, yeah, I was one of those, and then yeah. he did a few others. He was he knew how to hawk off anything. He was great that way. <laughs> I bet he ate a few awesome blossoms. <laughs> Probably. Well, but anyways, quick story. When it, and I'm telling stories on my wife, but I was like, okay, back to school. <laughs> my poor wife. Uh, so today was the first day of school. And she, you know, she's been getting prepared and really working hard and trying to get ready. And then, you know, because last year was really rough with the kids coming back from, you know, post COVID, and they, a lot of them didn't yes. even know seem to how to act in high school and everything. And I, when I, you know, but when I first saw her, she's leaving the house and she's, you know, got some 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 updated her wardrobe and she's wearing this nice dress and looking nice, going to first day of school. And I get out the shower, and I notice I have a phone call that came in that I missed. She had locked her keys. In the car with all her school supplies that she needed, I guess, including though the key that she needed was to even open up her classroom. That was just today, oh. first day of school, and she was trying to get there early to set up. And so she calls me to try Poor to get soul. down there. Uh, so she just started the year off just, just rough, Poor just girl. rough. And they even gave her freshman to be uh, for her 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 advisory period at the start of this. So she starts today with a bunch of freshmen that she she said today they they have not learned how to be high schoolers. They're still basically in the eighth grade mentality. So oh, for all you teachers out there, salute. Oh, that was man. my point. But yeah, yeah I, I figured I had to tell that story before we do this. <laughs> I hit the wrong button again. <laughs> wow. You're having a rough day, too. <laughs> yes, I am. I didn't want to complain about my day, though. They've heard me rant enough. Spanning the Disney and Geek Universe to bring you the best in comics, toys, movies, and entertainment. This is news from around Neverland. All right. Now, this is kind of cool. Uh, now I have, you know, in a ways I consider myself a kind of undisnified. Yes. I'm not the maniac that I once was. I still absolutely love the vintage stuff though. Oh, me too. Still do. But, uh, September 6th, and this is going to be free. Now, of course there'll be some cosmetic things or whatever. There'll be some stuff you can buy. Yeah. You know, know, that's how it works. But this is coming to all consoles, although I couldn't find anything on my Nintendo switch yet, but it's supposed to be on the switch, uh, PC, PS5, Xbox, PS4. September 6th, it's called Disney Dreamlight Valley. Now, so for those of you that have played Stardew Valley or Animal Crossing, imagine throwing those two games together. But now, all your friends in the village are your Disney friends. Oh, that's fun. Now, just imagine that. And and you get to go and pick your neighbors. You know, you, know, you put your homes in whatever. Uh, Uncle Scrooge is a character for you to interact to help out with. Uh, there's a story there where you're trying to... Uh, and it's very similar. If, if, like Gameloft has made this. But Gameloft had made a mobile game where you were trying to recapture the park. And you were building your own Disney World. Uh, and you had to drive Maleficent's evil magic out. They got something similar to that, and where Merlin is kind of guiding you through story as you're reclaiming the island, and as you reclaim the island, you get to decorate and do have a fun adventures and meet some of your favorite Disney characters by your own choice. Uh, you know, uh, I, I, it seems I don't know how much of a choice you get, but it seems like you get to pick which Disney character is going to live on your island with you. Oh, that's cool. So yeah, and it's free to play, and there's going to be some online elements. I'm hoping I, I did see something. There's there's cross platform that they're working on to bring in. So I'm hoping if I have an account set up, like with my PlayStation account is based off one of my email accounts, and so also is my Nintendo Switch account. So I'm hoping if I'm playing on the PS4 and then I go over on the Switch, that all my stuff is still there. That way, on the PS4, I could be playing with you, Phil, yeah. um, because we're online, and then I can go over on my Nintendo and still play with Heather uh, on, on her Switch Now, account. is this one of the things where you like you can get, let's say, Goofy and Donald, but you have to buy Mickey? Is that those kind of things? Or? Ew, I, I don't know. But I'm just that, curious. I don't know. what. So far from what I've seen of what they're planning for you to for purchasing is going to be mainly cosmetic, like different outfits you might oh, want to wear. So you might be able to uh, buy Or Mickey, maybe but... some certain decorations for your home. But I, as far as I know, I yeah. haven't heard anybody say anything about having to pay to unlock certain characters. So like you might be able to get Mickey for free, but in order to get the wizard outfit from the Fantasia. Uh, yeah, to Fantasia. maybe get his Sorcerer's yeah. Apprentice outfit. Yeah. Yes, that's it. Yeah. But see. we'll see. You know, uh, so far I've, I've seen a few... Uh, major gaming channels that have gotten to kind of sample it a little bit 
and they're loving it. They said this is just a lot of fun. Kind of like you know Stardew Valley and yeah. Animal Crossing. It's just kind of fun to have a game where you don't have to fight stuff. You're just you know that you, would be fun. You can go fishing with Goofy. Yeah, because that's kind of like I like to have that with a lot of other game people. You know, just yeah. be, be in the world a while. <laughs> you almost sound like me, kid. Huh? Oh, there, pal. Come on, Philip. Get oh, skip it. <laughs> yeah. Which does remind me. Speaking of characters, the other characters, and I, I should have put this in my notes. Um, but uh, have you gotten a chance to play Multiverses yet? Not yet. I don't. I've talked so. about it. I think on the show. I've heard uh, you see it, say it. Uh, but they've gone from the the beta testing and everything to now they've re- they're in their official season one phase. Uh, I thought the game needed some some work. I I, I I it's kind of fun, but not as good as I wanted. But uh, the season one, if you look at the graphics now, they have a picture of Black Adam and Stripe from Gremlins. Oh, right. now I don't know what you have to do to unlock combination. Of course, well, they're both Warner that's Brothers. The, aren't I, they? That's the idea. That's the idea. It's all Warner Brothers characters, so everything's on the table now, here. So. Wouldn't that mean, because they now have Hanna-Barbera, wouldn't that mean we could maybe have Fred Flintstone and others? Uh, well, you've got Shaggy. Oh, Shaggy's there you in there. go. I want to uh, try I can't that. Scoop- no, it's not. You didn't get Scooby. We got Shaggy with Velma right now on the game. Uh, and it's free to play. It's basically like a, a, a not quite as good as Super Smash Brothers. Because uh, they go through, I did the whole tutorial thing, and they, they taught me all these different little funny moves to do. But then when you're actually playing the game, you're not going to do it. You're just going to button smashing. Uh, it's not that common. And it's, it, it, everything's zoomed back where everything's small, and I had a hard time following on. So, I mean, it was kind of fun, but after a while, I was like, eh, okay. This is kind of neat, but I, I haven't really felt the compulsion to come back and play. Now, maybe some people have, and it's not bad. It's just not as good as it could be. So, give them some time. I think they'll be able to I work out Captain some bugs. Cave, man. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Uh, okay, something else, though, and I, I have to bring this up because I, I, it just kept popping up everywhere I go. Another game just came out. It's called Arcade Paradise. I don't understand this. And there's somebody I know that uh, well, that I, I saw that he was playing it. But I watched some footage of this. Uh, the, the story is that uh, you're going to college for business, right? And your, your parent, I think it's supposed to be your father, Says, oh, well, you need to learn business. You need a job. You need to earn some money. Here's the laundromat. Go run this laundromat. <laughs> now, here's where the hook is, though, I guess. Because, really, what I saw of gameplay, people going through cleaning up after people leaving trash over a laundromat, doing everybody. Normally, a laundromat, you come and you do your own laundry. But, I mean, there is, like, services you can pay somebody to do it. But you're going and doing everybody's laundry. And that's the mo- most of the time I'm sending people cleaning up, doing laundry, cleaning up, doing laundry in a first-person perspective game. But the idea is that in the back room, you find there's an arcade game. And then you notice the arcade game is making more money than the laundromat is. So you're trying to get enough, earn enough money to buy more arcade games, and eventually you turn it into an arcade. But until then, you're playing at doing chores. <laughs> I don't want to play at doing chores. But there are people who, oh, this looks like... Because you can go and play the arcade games, but they're not arcade games you know. They've invented, like, really lame version i mean we're talking the atari 2600 had more you know complex games than this stuff <laughs> i mean they didn't really put a lot of effort into the arcade games but you can go back and play the arcade games but while you're playing the games you got laundry building up and people just dropping their trash in the floor that you got to clean up so you can make money to get more arcade games oh my heavens i don't understand how anyone would want to play this but i've also seen people and they, they say it's very therapeutic they're playing a like a, a power wash simulator where you're power washing stuff with a hose and cleaning off America ground, cleaning houses and washing cars. I don't want to do that for a game. That's real. I mean, okay, granted, I, I've had some fun playing The Sims and you're playing at life there, but you can do funny things in The Sims. And you're building your own neighborhood. Yeah. Uh, but th- I don't get the appeal of this laundromat game. Even if you call it Arcade Paradise, it's a laundromat game. Here's something that did look good, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to uh, censor the name of it. It's called Bloody Heck Hotel. This and what got me when I was looking at the the there's a little trailer video but there's there's no dialogue so I'm not I didn't grab any audio for you, but imagine uh, something like Stardew Valley where you have villagers and you get to build stuff, but and basically you have like a castle and you're making it a hotel, and basically you're trying to fix up the hotel so you can get people to come and stay in the hotel, and you'll feed them up, fatten them up so you can feed upon them because you're a Ooh. vampire. Gee, many Christmas. You're a vampire. Your staff are vampires. And part of the weird, wacky fun, and I mean, the style is really goofy and cartoony, uh, that you actually go have to you have to go into your own dungeons, apparently, and fight skeletons. And I, I've even seen in like this game trailer, they had this really goofy-looking cow that <laughs> is your buddy and helps fight skeletons. 
Bloody heck. But yeah, so you're going, you're, you you want to encourage more people in your hotel and you fix up your hotel really nice to make it a luxury hotel. So people come in and, you, and you're waiting on them and bringing them room service so you can fatten them up and then, ah, I'm the vampire. Oh, I saw this like, it's ridiculous. But it looks fun. It's I want to play this thing. You better clean up the mat. I mean, I would hate to be the one have to clean up the mattresses. There. Oh well, don't get them on the mattress. Get them somewhere else where you can clean up a little, little quicker. I don't know. But I thought that was the craziest thing. All right, and I have. Oh yes, uh, Alone in the Dark is coming back with a brand new game. I can't remember if there's dialogue in this. Says this is in-game footage that may contain maddening and/or haunting images. Viewer discretion is advised. There is a house in New Orleans. They call the rising sun. Hopefully, I'm not getting a copyright thing for that. <laughs> where thousands of young to salvation have gone. Oh God, she knows I'm one. Let them get inside, Conbear. They're not the good guy. Dorsetto isn't cursed or blessed. It's a battleground. Maybe the Dark Man just likes it when you suffer. Have you ever talked to a doctor about your condition? This is madness! Now, the Alone in the Dark series, uh, it's been rebooted quite a few times already. Yeah. Because you had it back in, like, the 90s, uh, and it was the uh, original, uh, you know, to some people, survival horror. I mean, uh, Resident Evil basically took some notes of how the original Alone in the Dark had played. Uh, but, you know, there and that was it took place in like the 1920s, and you're playing as a private detective, Edward Carby, who always gets in it where he's investigating some really spooky houses. And then they rebooted it with Alone in the Dark, New Nightmare on PlayStation and PlayStation 2, which I, that's the first Alone in the Dark I ever played. And it was, oh, it was scary. That, that, that messed with my head, that game. Yeah. It was spooky. Uh, then they rebooted it, you know, because that was supposed to get a sequel. It's set up for a sequel at the end of that game. We never got that sequel. We got a movie that that apparently stunk. I had huh, that. I was Chris, know Christian Slater had a movie uh, with played Edward Carnaby because they always they, Edward Carnaby keeps coming back. He's even if they change the era, it's still Edward Carnaby, private detective. And there's always usually a female character. Uh, well, they they never made the sequel to that game, but they did reboot it again in a first person. And their big thing was that they had put a lot of effort into their fire element. That game didn't quite catch on. Mm. Uh, the fire was kind of frustrating, and I think that's even one where I've seen where people were frustrated that you had to make sure you would blink, or your eyes would start getting blurry, and then you had to blink, you know, but that was a function of the game. If I recall, that's what people thought. I, did, I didn't play that one, because I was like, oh, that sounds like they messed it up. So, once again, Alone in the Dark getting rebooted, but it feels like they're getting back to the roots of the 1920s yeah. with the look of this. Yeah, it does look And old. a good Edward Carnaby, a private detective, is being called to investigate a whole town, maybe, or in a house. So, uh, but this seems to have different makers. Infogrames came up with this originally, but this is being brought around by THQ Nordic. So, it uh, looks like something different is coming. I've got notifications on my YouTube. I wonder what these are. I just want to check. Uh, oh, that's just telling me that I'm premiering some of my... Uh, if you, by the way, the Neverland official gaming channel, I've been running my first playthrough of Resident Evil Village, uh, actually getting quite a few views. People are coming watching me uh, the first time go through it and be terrible at the game. So, by the way, go and check it out. <laughs> but Alone in the Dark is coming back. I don't know when. Uh, it's something I, I want to at least bring up this other game, although I don't believe that I'm going to play this after I saw some footage. Uh, it's called Cult of the Lamb, but... Uh, uh, Discretion advised. It looks cutesy and cartoony, and you're a little lamb. But let me just tell you the premise. And there, I, this isn't even enough to where it's even got a few Christian organizations like, like, hey, this is that's the most demonic thing I think I've seen in a game. You know, compared to even like, because Doom, you're you're basically you're you're getting portal into hell, but you're fighting it. You're yeah. fighting the demons. This. Uh, there's some sort of nasty cult thing that's there before, and your little lamb gets sacrificed, but gets chosen by the dark one to come back and start a cult. It's the name alone. So. And you're going, and basically you're trying to put together a cult of of this other 
basically and a lot of sa- satanic imagery yeah. uh, and, i mean it looks kind of cartoony so if you're if you're looking at this thing oh it's cartoony looking i think my kids can play this uh this discretion advised mm. uh i basically with the imagery and that it's it's not that you're fighting against the 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 satanic imagery you're embracing it that's where i'm like no i'm sorry i'm not playing this but if you're into that sort of thing uh you go right ahead but uh, i do not let your kids play this game uh, do not be fooled by the fact you're playing as this cute little lamb. It is. Uh, That's usually kind of the reasoning for yeah. the car- cartoony stuff. Yeah. Usually, something else though just recently come out, and uh, I've been seeing a lot of reviews on it today. Saints Row has been uh, rebooted. Now I haven't really played uh, Saints Row games, but I know it, it went over the top by the about the third one. It started becoming more of a comedy. And what is really Saints Row? I don't, I mean, uh, Saints Row. It, when but... it first started out, they were trying to complete with Grand Theft Auto. Oh, okay. But then they realized, you know, we got to make our name for ourselves, and so they started getting silly. And they even have one that it was in space, and then your criminal character eventually <laughs> was president at one in one time. Wow. Uh, but apparently, they by the fourth one, I, or, uh, or not the fourth one, but I, at some point, they got to where they weren't making very good games. Well, this new reboot of the game, uh, apparently, I have I saw a bunch of different reviewers on YouTube saying this I thought this was going to be good but this is terrible they've they've messed up I guess some of the gameplay mechanics and people are really not happy so if you were looking forward to a Saints Row return sorry um other bits of news getting outside of the world of gaming um and I just saw this video today I I I'm really behind on being able to read up on uh, on some comics, but you know DC is is really starting to suffer, and their things may be turning around because they got extremely woke and they're trying to fit as much. Uh, and you know, any, everybody's got to be gay or something or transgendered or something. They got to fit as many in there. You're going to find like, on TV and movies and in comics, you're going to meet more transgender or gay people than you ever will in your real life. At least here in most of the middle America, San Francisco and you know, the, you know, California may be a different story, uh, but you know. It doesn't. Most people don't relate to that. But uh, I was seeing today. I mean, they want to. They 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 feel like everybody needs to be represented. But here's here here was a good handicap representation, and DC was stupid enough to wreck it because they wanted to have a good feminist hero, and within the Batman universe, because uh, you had Oracle Barbara Gordon when she was shot by the Joker and was paralyzed from the waist down. She was brilliant. She was helping Batman. She was helping a lot of other heroes because yeah. she could hack into things and she had all the knowledge. And great. so she was amazing for being like not letting her disability get in her way. I love that. Well, they ruined it by, you know, turning her back to Batgirl. She's got a chip in her spine or something to fix it. So, but they did, because we have a Spider-Verse, anything they can come up with, they'll put into a Spider-Man. Uh, so now you have a woman. Of course, she's gay. You have to make sure she's gay. In fact, there's two different characters that I was seeing this video about that they're revealing. It's like these two gay women, two different gay spider people. But one of them, and this one person is like, are they thinking about this? They have this woman that, uh, that she's, whatever for whatever reason, whatever her, her disability is supposed to be, she she doesn't have the use of her legs. So the, the pictures that you're seeing in this comic here is she's got kind of a spider suit sort of on with a wheelchair webbed to her back. She's got the arm things uh whatever you call it, like basically crutches that she fires webs out of so but uh, the the guy who who i was watching this video on was talking about was like are they not thinking about if i was disabled like that i'd be a little insulted because your legs are just dangling and flopping because you don't have any control of your legs it's like are you really i mean what was the uh what was that show in the 1990s it, it was like um i can't remember the name of it. it seemed like it was some kind of a bug by the name um but the guy he was disabled he couldn't use his legs, but in the suit, he could use it. The suit itself was what gave him strength, mm. and but he, of course, he still couldn't use them any time he had the, the costume off. Um, I just can't remember the name of it, it mm, but it seems familiar. Yeah, he was a black man, and I remember that much. He was a black man, and he was really awesome. It was like a really awesome awesome show and he was it seemed like they had a comic of it too because i remember reading it I uh, remember but i don't this. remember if it was actually a comic book or if it was like in in wizard magazine i don't remember which but i remember no. i really liked him and i liked the fact that he said there was times that he wanted talking about the character there was times that he wished that he could have that same ability without the suit but he said that he he had to learn that power has nothing to do with what you can do, but what you do without it, like without Ooh, the ability. And I thought good. that really affected me because you have to understand, I do suffer from seizures and all. And yeah. and even though I didn't know that for another couple of years um, of what I, what he was going through and all, it, it, later on when I was going through some of those things, it helped me to realize you got to quit trying to go backwards 
and realize that sometimes you're not going to get rid of the things that that yeah. that you're suffering from. But just that line that he said is like, that's right. And I remember praying to God, saying, Lord, I'm going to use that in my life. That line that he said in that movie, I'm going to use that and keep going forward because yeah. I can't stop what I'm suffering from. But it's what you go with, what you're stuck with, and you go with it. I mean, even in the Bible. Paul says that I, I'm going to be strengthened by my my failings health wise, and so I like a superhero that, yeah, maybe he, he or she can go along. Maybe there's a costume that can help him have that strength. Yeah. Because remember, remember Xavier could do that. Yeah, hey, Charles but, Xavier. There you see. There's. I mean, there's been some disabled people that have done. I mean, heck, even uh, when you look at Moon Knight with having a, the mental disorders. Yes. But I know it's just the trying to make one into a spider person just seemed like. Uh, it's like you, I don't think they're thinking it out. They've about with their legs. Sure, I mean, the, maybe the intentions, of course, the intentions is more agenda than thinking about how yeah. to make a good character or a good story. Because they, they, this person was also pointing out this one comic page that was available to be seen. It's like they had to make sure you knew that the character was gay by when she was going, she was swinging to her friend's wedding. And when she got into her wheelchair, she was wearing the, the rainbow colors on the skirt. So they had to virtue signal the heck out of the thing. Yeah. I'm like, wow. See, but have they not learned that, you know, we don't need you to virtue signal that stuff but if you're going to have some disabled characters come up with good ideas and not something that we like I, I don't think think the web swing is going to work when you without your legs but maybe you find ways that like charles xavier or you know or oracle you've got some good examples of, okay we want to have somebody who has no use of their legs give them some other abilities that the, that not being able to use their legs don't really matter mental abilities you yeah. know smarts you know, there's things you could do to where it's not like, oh, that's probably, you know, you're going to probably cause further damage to your spine, you know. But uh, so we we heard previously about a Ghostbusters video game on the way that was going to be an online game. Uh, it is called Ghostbusters Spirits Unleashed. And there was a live stream that I didn't get to see the live stream itself, but I got to see the recap of it. And I found out a little bit about the game mechanics of this. So there is a haunt level that is in a, in a play area. There's a haunt level. As a Ghostbuster, you're trying to bring that haunt level down by catching the ghosts and also destroying their rifts where they are entering into the place from Ghost World. So you, uh, you want to destroy the rifts. You want to catch the ghosts. And, of course, you have all the great equipment and even a grappling hook you can use to do that job. And even there's your PKE meter even has an ability to do like a scatter shot thing. Uh, as, and also, as a Ghostbuster, to bring the haunt level down, you, you will find civilians that are frightened and you have to do a little minigame to try to calm them down. But, of course, your Ghostbuster has to be calm as well. And your Ghostbuster can be made afraid by, of course, the activities of the people playing as ghosts. Or, pardon me. We're trying to frighten everybody, all the civilians and the ghosts. There is no permanent death for a Ghostbuster, uh, or even probably a ghost. Uh, so you're trying to frighten the, the Ghostbusters, trying to frighten the civilians and everything, and try to have a, a haunt level before, of course, there is a timer, I guess, on each level. So you want to have the higher haunt level, or maximize the haunt level, uh, by the end of the, the timer. There is customization for your characters. Philip and I were discussing this when we weren't recording, unfortunately, of all the things you could do with customizing your Ghostbuster and all the fun things you could do. If, if you can customize yourself as a ghost, uh, you, maybe you could make Haunted Mansion ghosts. You know, all kinds of different fun things that you could do with customization of your playable character. You could have a lot of fun with that. And Philip was saying, oh, it'd be fun to do like the Filmation Ghostbusters, uh, create one of them as your character. <laughs> So yeah, there's there's a lot of potential in customization. Uh, also, they did show that where the, the the Ghostbusters firehouse is, which they did base around uh, both Ghostbusters movies and uh, and that game. You know, it's, it's very very good recreation of the Ghostbusters firehouse there. Um, but if you go out and you cross the street, you'll find Ray's Occult Bookstore is there, and all a lot of the collectibles that you get in the game will be kept there. Uh, now I'm not sure when this is coming out. It's coming out by the end of the year. Uh, I'm I know it's PS5. I'm hoping PS4 is going to get it, and I'm you know hopefully Xbox will have it spread around. And I don't know about Nintendo Switch, uh, but yeah, it is coming very very soon. Very very excited about it. Uh, but now we're going to make a quick trip to the trailer park. Mama, now the gator got in the house. Now the gator, give me that sugar. Come here. Oh, get him, Mama. Oh. Get that gator. Ah. Ah. The Neverland Trailer Park. Now, a couple of these trailers, uh, I, 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 I can probably play the audio for this first one, so I'm going to go ahead and play it. This is for the uh, Netflix series Wednesday Adams, And it's muted. 
Miss Adams, you certainly had a very interesting educational journey. Eight schools in five years. Hey, freak. This is a close practice. <laughs> the only person who gets to torture my brother is me. I did the world a favor. People like Dalton shouldn't be allowed to procreate. Getting expelled was just a bonus. You will love Nevermore. It's a magical place. Where I met your mother. The son I love. Finally, you will be among peers who understand you. Maybe you'll even make some friends. Want to take a stab at being social? I do like stabbing. Little did I know I'd be stepping into a nightmare. Full of mystery, mayhem, and murder. I think I'm going to love it here. Now, I'm going to say outright, I have more faith in what Rob Zombie has done with the Munsters than what Tim Burton has done with Wednesday Adams. And that might not be a popular opinion. There are people who thought, Rob Zombie goes, oh, my golly, what have you done with the Munsters? This like, looks cheesy and corny. But that's the Munsters. He was faithful to what the Munsters was. Now, the Adams, they've been maybe playfully evil. It was a satire, you know, little cartoon, uh, well, like one frame cartoon. That the 60s series, of course, was they didn't they didn't realize how weird they were, but they were always kind of friendly to everybody. And the movies even presented where they were kind of, you know, playfully evil. Uh, they would do things, but you wouldn't see an end result of anything horrible. Now, the very first thing we see in this trailer is Wednesday releasing piranhas into the onto the swim team or water polo team, perhaps. Yeah, I guess it's water polo, and we see a bloody result. Which oh, <laughs> being expelled was just a bonus. That's not something you get expelled for. That's something you get arrested for attempted murder. Okay? Already they've lost me. This is gorier than it needs to be. It's rougher than it needs to be. This is not the... I would rather have a full Adams family. And I love Catherine Zeta-Jones as Morticia and uh, Luis Guzman as as uh, Gomez. I love that. That's perfect. I would love to see the entire Adams family in this. And Philip was talking about he's heard something about uh, you might see Uncle Fester and it might be Christopher Lloyd, but we don't know that for sure. But... Uh, I mean, the casting seems fine, but Tim Burton has gone too far with this and made to where, no, these are evil and very nasty, not just a little creepy and kooky. Now they're flat out evil and eating people with piranhas. Oh, but oh, maybe she just ate a part of his anatomy off so he won't procreate. That is, that's not really better. And uh, the bloody results, Adam's family does not need to be an, or, an R-rated gore fest, which this seems to be presented it to be. So something that could have been family-friendly and just some fun, he's taken too far, and I am completely disinterested in this. But what I am interested in is coming to Netflix, and I can't play this trailer because I'd forgotten. Thankfully, I wasn't re-recording, but the Cobra Kai Season 5 trailer looks fantastic. I can't play the audio because somebody does cuss in there. But we get to see Johnny has uh, quit being a sensei, and he's basically Uber driving. He's got a minivan, and he's he's painted stuff on the sides of the minivan to look like an like an eighties metal van, where it's you know have like crazy dragons or wizards on the side, that kind of thing. But he's he's painted it onto a minivan, and he's Ubering or whatever with it. Uh, and Daniel has of course stepped away from being a sensei since their loss in season four. Spoiler warning. Uh, but things are really stepping up. Chosen has come to assist. Uh, it, it just looks really exciting. Terry Silver has become like a quote-unquote role model of, of, of sorts uh, and building Cobra Kai dojos all across the area and becoming a hero, even though nobody knows how much of a creep he really is. So looks very exciting that season four, I forgot exactly when that's launching, and I, I'm not going to click the, the link I have for the trailer because, like I said, there's... Some language, and I don't like to have language in this show. Uh, but something else that just found out about 
Obi-Wan Kenobi, A Jedi's Return, a little documentary coming to Disney+. Plus. I remember clearly the first time I saw Star Wars. Hello there. It's a surreal world to be a part of. Coming back to it after all these years was very meaningful to me. My first day on set, I shouted, Obi-Wan! I saw a hand go up. I feel hugely fortunate to be able to do this, but also a big responsibility to trying to do it right. Obi-Wan Kenobi is an iconic character. I don't think I'd imagined the scale of the series. It blew my mind. So many people have such an emotional relationship to the Star Wars galaxy. It's in everybody's life. September 8th on Disney Plus Day, which uh, I got to remember on that day to make sure they're not trying to renew me for three years because that's expensive. Uh, I might go a month at a time at this point. But, uh, you know, I, I haven't really watched a lot of the behind the scenes documentaries Disney Plus has had on some of the Marvel shows and Marvel movies and stuff like that. But, you know, this looks just neat. I, I want to check it out. Looks very, very cool uh, going through the legacy of Obi-Wan Kenobi, a bit of a documentary and what it's like to come back to that character. Uh, so I definitely do appreciate that. I think I do want to check it out. Coming on Disney Plus Day. Okay, and as I said before, we were going to talk about Shirt Tales, but uh, really don't have time for it, and I don't have Philip with me, and I want to talk with Philip on that. I could even talk with my wife about this. And maybe you don't have much memory of Shirt Tales. That gives you a little chance to maybe look up some stuff and kind of refresh your memory. But so we're going to wrap up the show with a preview, of course, what's coming up next. And don't forget, this Saturday, if you happen to be in Missouri, if you're going to travel to Missouri, meet us at the Walt Disney Hometown Museum at 10 a.m., uh, if you go online and look for, I, I even have on the Facebook page, I've done an event thing. Meet us there at 10 and we'll be going into the museum. Make sure you bring money to go to the museum. Uh, this should be a lot of fun. Uh, very excited about doing this. Uh, hoping to meet you there. Uh, we will record episode 400. I need to make sure I'm promoting this a little bit more on Facebook. I want to make sure some people know like, hey, come on out. So. I would like to have a good size group to go in. It would be great. But anyways, we want to thank Karen Kennedy, Ricky Pope of Christian Nerds Unite, and Darren Wilhite of the Wilhite and Wall Radio Show for their assistance and making this opening. Make sure you visit our website, NeverlandPodcast.com. And hey, if you happen to be a podcaster, my podcast reviews right there in the middle of the page. Go and check out their, their outstanding program to get a look at your reviews. Remember, of course, you can email us, podcast, neverlandpodcast.com. We're on Facebook twice over. You know, there's a group and a like page. Come check it out. And, of course, follow us on Twitter, although I really just post when episodes come out on Twitter because, yeah, Twitter. Uh, <laughs> Twitter's a mess. Uh, and don't forget, please, you can donate on patreon.com slash neverlandpodcast. It does really help out to take care of the cost that it costs me to put on this show. And now the last thing I got to say to you, get lost. In an adventure! We'll see you next week to talk about Shirt Tales, and I'll see, hopefully, you this Saturday in Marceline, Missouri. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.